Oh yeah, I did an article on a, I did a, a 2K simulation article. Shut up, nigga. The Jets suck. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, y'all niggas suck. <laughs> first of all, wrong video game. Second of all, we Your don't. Quarterback have- kissed a stripper. <laughs> first of all, it wasn't. A- First of all, it wasn't a stripper. It was just some random New Jersey girl, which is pretty much the same thing, you know, STD wise. Um, second of all, all right, he's trending on the on the right path. He's gonna be back in time to face the Eagles. Third of all, we are breath of injuries. Okay, the best player on our defense is hurt. The third best player on our defense is hurt. Right, we already lost a wide receiver to injury for the year. Left Bell can't do it all by himself. Our offensive line is a revolving door. I mean, geez, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. And our secondary, my God, you talk about burnt toast. Jesus Christ. This is <laughs> ridiculous. You don't want to talk about burnt toast. Mike Evans torched us for 190 and three touchdowns. Um, I saw yeah. that. So yeah, Norris Jenkins is a bum. Yeah, Janoris Jenkins, bro, I don't know what's going on, homie, because Lord Jesus, every time, bro, every time. All right, we really talking about the podcast. And we yeah, I was show. like, I was oh, like, yeah. all, right. Wait, all right, real quick, Miles, does Janoris Jenkins like when there's an overthrow or like a ball that clearly the receiver can't catch? Does he ever celebrate like he did something? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? Like not two, not this year. It was two years ago when our defense was incredibly stacked. When we had uh Damon Harrison and Landon was all pro that year, he was really clamping everybody. Like I'm talking about. Everybody's number one receiver would it wouldn't have over a hundred yards. Hit a quote saying, "I can't cover nobody for ten seconds, bro." But yeah, no funny that nobody for three. And they were like, "Mike Evans ain't need no ten seconds." <laughs> like, yo, that last ball that Jameis threw, right? Mike Evans dead put his hand up three steps mm-hmm. into his route. Three steps yeah. into his route, he put his hand up. Oh my gosh! Ooh. But not. Nah, I only asked because our our cornerback Darrell Roberts, dog. This guy is a bona fide scrub. He is so bad. And what makes it worse is that when he when celebrates, he celebrates like there was a pass, uh, Brady. There's always someone like that in every sport. It's so annoying because Brady uh, threw a pass in the end zone. The wide receiver dropped it, right? The du- Daryl Roberts is celebrating like he did something. I wanted to throw the remote through the TV so bad because the very next play, he gets burned for touchdown by Julian Edelman. Like he is atrocious. He can't cover. He can't cover tight ends. Can't cover slots. Can't cover outside guys. He is a bum. It doesn't help that Tremaine Johnson is also a bum. That's seventy two point five million dollars down the drain. (sighs) (laughs) Well, on that note, guys, welcome to episode eight of the Saratobi Sports Pod. Uh, it's me, John. We got Mr. Miles Francesa again. You know, I I, I think I'm going to ch- change my, my intro. I think I'm going to go by Miles Russo, and that's where it's a uh, mad dog. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. And then we got uh, Penny Atkinson. No, no. Today, oh. it's, uh, today it's Penny Proud. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm cracking up. Big ass feet. Oh, mm. No, nah, that wasn't that's Penny. That's that was La Cienega. Cienega. 
That was La Cienega that got the, the big ass. That was the, that was the Spanish joint. <laughs> all right. Um, I just thought all the everyone on the show had big feet, but okay. Um, nah, that's Conan Kids Next Door. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, considering how this episode started, you might as well just continue with the football talk. So, uh, do you want to start? Do you guys want to start with our respective teams? Or do you want to talk about the rest of the league and let you guys, you know, get get your emotions a little under control before we dive into the um. The, um the we, I mean, no, no, no. Let's switch it up because we always talk about our teams first. I feel like. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, real life, I want to talk about the uh the Rams and the Browns game first off. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. How about before we get? No, no. How about before we get into the games? Let's just go into the meltdown that is Antonio Brown. Oh, actually, yeah. That's probably more important. Um, we're talking about a player that's in been in the conversation, would still be in the conversation for the best at his position and complete meltdown to I'm just not gonna play no more. In regards to Antonio Brown, I really wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and it's just so sad that like a player of his caliber is just going in reverse like this. Like mm-hmm. he's setting an example for for players that it's just unexcusable at this point. Like kind of what he said on Twitter was was facts. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know when he I was talking about Friday. Well, well, yeah. Oh, that too. He said he was really making a joke of it too. <laughs> yeah, that's a, no. that was the craziest part. But I mean, we was talking about um what happened with Big Ben. And like the other players, in terms of what happened when they were going through their sexual assault, assault things, I, I think because Antonio has so much controversy circled around him, he's a target right now. So anything that can go wrong with him or seems to be going wrong with him is like they're not. You're, he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. That's why he got released. And then. I feel like if this stuff clears up, I think he'll get signed by somebody because this is generational talking about. This is Antonio Antonio freaking Brown we talking yeah. about, but I think his attitude is also just not is it is it just doesn't seem like he wants to play. Yeah, I get that. It seems like that same thing he's been trying to be like. He was like, "Oh, I don't need the NFL. I don't need the NFL." That's cool. Like again, you're more than an athlete, but if your job is being an athlete, you know. You might as well. Or if you don't, that's cool too. Just be like, hey, I don't love the game. But you know. But he does love the game. And that's a, that's just the unfortunate part is that like he's he he's upset, he's emotional, and I and I get it, but he's acting like a nutcase right now. Like he uh and Twitter was really making fun of him, saying that he's the first living person diagnosed with CTE. And it's just like <laughs> it doesn't that's really what that's really what that's really what people on Twitter was saying. <laughs> was that he's the first person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Montez perfect, man. Yeah, no, nah, that's a fact. But I, I don't know, man. When it comes to Antonio, he's such a great talent. It just sucks that it's most likely gonna go to waste this season, yeah. and probably for probably for the rest of, rest of his career if he even has one. All jokes aside, though, sexual assault is a very serious thing, and mm-hmm. if he did if he did do this, he deserves to be on an exempt list, like you know, yeah. just based off of you know how. Not even how he conducts himself, but if he just performed in this act, it's just un- un- unexcusable. You know, yeah. it's just not something that we condone. It's not something that the the NFL condones. 
but we'll only know as we'll only know as the investigation continues in the NFL. So, yeah, we just got to get all the information out. That's why I didn't want to talk about it before because it was yeah. like so new, and it's like you know you want to get right. all the information. You don't want to make any uh wild claims or anything out there. But um, yeah, you know, there's no there's no place for that anywhere. But it's such a sharp turn, and like you were saying about how um, it's just like it doesn't seem like he wants to play. Imagine how Andrew Luck feels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Player in his prime who his body just can't take it anymore, even though he wants it. Like, you know, he's like, I love this team so much that it's like, you know, if I wasn't constantly rehabbing, I'd be doing everything I can. And it's like he he made the decision to step away. You know, when it's like you have A B, like it, it kind of sounds like he's just crying right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh nobody wants me to this is not all right, whatever. Bye. I, I don't. I don't. Want, I don't play football anymore. I'm done. Like you know, it it sucks because it's like, obviously, as a person, you want whatever's best for them, but it's like, as a fan, you know, AB's like people pay people pay to see AB, and he's he's a generational talent. You know, what I mean? he's one of the greatest players you've seen, and it's it sucks that he's having all these off, like on and off field issues. You know. <sighs> No, it's it's just uh, you don't you don't you know you never know what's going on in somebody's head, and you never want to speak on anybody else. But it's like mm-hmm. all the God given talent this guy has, and he is literally th- he's literally thrown it down the drain. And you're just like, yo, not to say that some people don't deserve like good things in life, but like, yo, like how do you how are you at the peak of your your, your job like you like like you guys say he is the best at what he does he is a top three wide receiver in the national football league mm-hmm. and he might just, be a top three wide receiver ever right available, like, but he's definitely in that conversation and and to just throw it all away and then just just i, I you know i i heard i saw I, I forget what i was watching but um in terms of like the the sexual assault thing this there was somebody i was listening to and they made a good point it was like a lot of these um a lot of athletes or a good majority that uh, get involved with like the sexual assault or, you know, whatever situations or domestic these things um, have almost lived kind of like a coddled life in the sense of not because of materialistic things, but because their talent was so great. Mm-hmm. People saw that and let them get away with anything. And they've never yeah, they really been told to no. Yeah. They've never been told yeah. no before. So when that situation comes up, they kind of don't know how to act. And it's like, yo, like, bruh, she says no, she says no. It's like, and then it's to, like, just reading the transcripts of all the things and the text messages, and I'm like, yo, this guy's a wild man. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he needs to go away. Like, if, Exactly. If everything checks out, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's, it's crazy. And, um, yeah, like, I, I, I feel like I hear that brought up a lot. Um, and that it really is a good case. Like, when people get things like special treatment their whole life or things handed to them, because it's not just athletes or like you know it's anyone. It's yeah, celebrities been celebrities for a long time. Just people who've had money. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's when they they hear no, they don't know how to act. They don't know how to react, and they're just like, "What do you mean no? Like I'm me." You know, um, it's a sad thing, especially in regards to like sexual assault and things like that. But um, yeah, it's just hope you know their own investigation, and then we get the full answer of what's going on there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's like uh. Almost like you know, like there's there's different privileges 
mm-hmm. in the world or like you know certain rules apply to certain people yeah yeah they sometimes athletes just think they feel like they live by a different set of rules and sometimes it it, it is the case and then other times it rears its ugly head and you know it's a snap back to reality but i think it's what's what's weird is like this even just today like he announced that he's going uh antonio brown is enrolling in central michigan which is the school mm-hmm. he originally went to before he went to the league and i was like uh, did like did i don't I, I didn't read too much into it but did it say like what he was going back to school to major in like was is he just picking up what he left off with uh you know when he was there the for yep pretty much <laughs> yeah same um it's like yeah no it's it's cool if you want to stop playing football and go back to school but it's like it, it seems like you're playing victim and you and you're just like they forced me to do this you know what i mean like they don't want me in the league so i'm i'm just gonna go i'm gonna make the best out of the situation when it's like you've created the situation yeah absolutely but i think i, I think that's enough on ab i mean we there's only so much yeah. you can do to talk about a self-destructive uh, human being. Yeah, it's just sad, man. Let's just uh, go into the rest of the NFL games then. Um, we had a lot of new and young quarterbacks playing the Sunday just between all the injuries and stuff like that and, you know, benchings. And it was a, a really interesting week three, like, you know, with our picks didn't go so well. Whose picks didn't go so well? <laughs> My picks went great. Not gonna hold y'all. I'm in first place. So anyway, my picks is doing really well. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> picks actually is going pretty damn good too. But <laughs> oh, this is funny. <laughs> you didn't have the same energy last week, Miles. Oh uh, yeah, because everybody who was supposed to win won. That's why. Mm-mm-mm. The peasantry, the sheer peasantry. <laughs> but right, uh, keep that same energy. But as John was saying, you know, it was a very interesting week three. Uh, started off with a very interesting uh, Thursday night game, if I do say so myself. I mean, uh, Jalen Ramsey kind of dominated the headlines by demanding a trade and still played in the game. I fuck with that, though. He's about his team. He fucks with his team, which is Yeah. Dope. I don't know if you guys saw, but he called out sick from uh, practice uh, today. So uh, that, I mean, he he's probably already gone at that point but yeah i mean the the legend of gardner Minshew is uh growing uncle rico um i mean he's i, I honestly i stand um just shit. based off have you did you see him in his jorts no i did not oh he <laughs> went to the he went to the washington yeah, saw, state game on saturday and was wearing jorts oh my gosh this guy's a legend <laughs> I saw Gardner. he's just like I, he i don't even know how to he he's like he's like one of those cult heroes you root for yep <laughs> Bleacher Report did the perfect edit for him, and it was the dude from uh, Dodgeball. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Ben oh, Stiller's yeah. character. Ben Stiller's character. <laughs> the cool mm-hmm. the Ben Stiller's character, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the global gym dude. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, no, the, I, 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 like, I like him, and uh, I think he's a, he's a solid uh, replacement until um, Nick Foles gets back. I mean, honestly, when depending on how well he does the, over the next few weeks. I mean, he's got touch, man. He does, and I'm not saying that he's got the starting job over Foles when Foles gets back, but I mean, but this honestly is just a really good, um, if anything, it's just a really good um, audition. I mean, because there's going to be quite a few teams that are going to need quarterbacks next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe somebody throws the bag at Gardner Minshew. Oh, boy. But then we get to Sunday's games. And man, oh, man, since my team is abysmal, 
let's focus on all the other teams that are uh, in the NFL. Denny Dubs. All right, settle down there, sport. We'll get there. Denny um, Dubs. <laughs> let's let's, let's kind of work backwards, right? Um, starting with the um, the Sunday night game. I think we all kind of said it last week that the Browns needed to play somebody legit to see if they were like actually a good team because we know they you know they pretty they handled the Jets on Monday night, but I mean the Jets bereft of injuries it wasn't really yeah. that much a game. Um, but we kind of saw it, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty disappointed. Three weeks into this season, pretty disappointed with how Baker Mayfield's playing. I, Freddie Kitchen's offense looks Me broken. Too. Um, it's it's I just think it's Freddie a, Kitchens more than it is Baker Mayfield though. But I don't know because Freddie Kit like because Freddie Kitchens' offense looked pretty good last year when he was the uh what was it the quarterbacks coach? No, I can't say it. It was his offense, but he was the quarterbacks coach last year, and uh, Baker looked pretty good. Now he's the head coach, and things just aren't going well. I mean, I, I that fourth the the goal line they're on their last possession, four straight plays, and you don't give it to Odell once, not even look his way. I mean. I saw something that was like he didn't. The last uh, target Odell had was like ten minutes left in the fourth. Uh, or, I, I think so. Yeah, he was, like he, was, he was ghost. The second half, I know he he did some some a little something something in the half, but second half it like they, they I don't know why they just stopped going to him and on that last. I feel like that's on Baker though. Like you got to know, like that's and I like I agree with you. Like he's a uh, he's disappointing these past couple weeks. I feel like he's trying to put too much on himself. And I feel like because he has all these, like obviously his expectations going number one last year, but I feel like last year was more of a chip because he had so many people saying he shouldn't go number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like he, you know, he had that chip, and he's like, I'm about to prove it. I'm about to prove it. You know, he balled out last year. He if he started all season, he may have won, you know, offensive rookie of the year. And um, it's like now I feel like he's he's just trying to put too much on his plate. He's just got to go back to playing football. Got to go back to being Baker Mayfield, but he hasn't. Like I'm, I like Baker a lot. Baker fan, he does not look good, and uh, it's it's a little it's worrying me. But it's frustrating. They're mad. Like again, they're mad young, and they just have too much talent. Like I still feel like they're gonna piece it together. Yeah, but it also takes the right coach to put all of that together. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and if it's not Freddie Kitchens, then I don't know. Maybe the dude that was actually winning them games and kind of had Baker doing his thing last year, maybe that was the person that should have been the head coach. But, you know, that's a different conversation. Um, I think the Browns will get it together. They're going to be one of those teams that win games and they lose mm-hmm. games. But, you know, this was a test for them this week. And even though the Rams didn't look that great, if we're being completely honest, um, the defense looked great, but the offense isn't what it was, especially because Todd Gurley's not. Yeah, without their running games. Yeah, they don't they don't feed Todd Gurley as much as anymore, but that's obviously due to his previous injury. They don't want to overload him, but you know that obviously means that the passing game isn't going to be opened up as much. So they got to invest in a second back. Well, they had one. They had C.J. Anderson, and they cut him. No, I mean like like Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, like where you got two that could be possibly be one backs. Like they they gotta mm. invest because as much as as good as Todd Gurley is, he his body can't take the workload like that. Yeah, I mean, but what's what's crazy is that they could still get away with winning against the majority of the league with just having a spotty offense, and that defense is gonna win them games. Like there's gonna be games where the offense doesn't come up to play, doesn't show up to play, but the defense only gives up maybe like ten points, and they eke out you know a fourteen ten twenty one ten. Yeah, victory. there's a couple like teams that have. Uh, Pretty good records through these three weeks that are bad. Like a couple, 
Uh, no luck. Any, 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 any ones in particular? Well, let's talk about well, San Francisco for one. They're not really. Yeah. A, they, they they haven't really shown me much the outside Lions of. Technically, don't have a loss. I think the Lions are actually going to be pretty good though, but I'll say why in a second. Okay. And even outside of them, well, they're undefe- undefeated, quote unquote. Hey, how about the <laughs> nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. <laughs> Three and yeah. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought going into that early two thousand Ravens wave right now? Uh, who would have thought going into week four it'd be the undefeated Patriots taking on the undefeated Buffalo Bills? Like, but <laughs> I mean, their, their their defense is legit though. Like, yeah, it is it's legit. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like those early Ravens. And you said, that, and JTU did. You definitely did call this earlier on in the season. But I just think that with when it comes to Buffalo, like they also have had a very very easy schedule, like today. Yeah. They play both New York teams and the worst team in the AFC North. Yeah, but but then but but see, it's an interesting parallel in that same breath. Say the Cowboys and everybody's riding the Cowboy train. But the Cowboys haven't played anybody. They played the Giants, they played the Dolphins, and they played the Redskins. And the Redskins, the Redskins might honestly be almost as bad as the Dolphins. To be I like I don't think the Dolphins are as bad as we think because the Redskins. Are right there. Redskins can't do anything. I don't. I don't know why they don't just. Uh, I mean, I th- maybe this Monday night game is the straw that breaks the camel's back. But I think they need to put same thing with the Giants. They need yeah, to put Haskins, in. put Haskins in. Yeah. Oh, put Haskins now, in. Oh, oh, really, JT? This is how you feel now about putting in rookie <laughs> quarterbacks? Come on, come on, come on, But but I would rather. But I mean, come on. I like if you had if you had a toss up, I'd rather you give me Eli than Case Keenum. Like cold case, Keenum. I thought, I thought, I thought Haskins was going to win the starting job in the uh, in in the preseason, but it, it didn't happen that way. Uh, yeah. Wow, it's a, it's just so crazy how you feel different now. But Justin, I definitely D- agree. With different you. about what? You feel different about uh, I, I, I was never coming in. Oh wow, this is crazy. <laughs> this is wild. Did I? I never said he shouldn't come in. I just said give Eli to like until he play uh, uh, until he plays the Patriots in Foxborough. But yes, continue, <laughs> Justin. Continue, Justin. So now, so see, it's, it's crazy. So now nobody gets to, nobody has to face the Patriots in Foxborough. Nobody has to face the Patriots in Foxborough. Not if you don't have to. Dog, uh, Mark Sanchez faced the Patriots in Foxborough his rookie year. Geno Smith, rookie year. You know what they both have Sam Barnold, Sam Barnold, rookie year. Every, so you have, to, you have to play the Patriots. You know what, you, who, what you're referring to right now? Jets quarterbacks who are in the AFC North. I mean, AFC East, sorry. But it's the same. Every rookie quarterback at some point is going to have to go into New England. No, well, not every not rookie every, quarterback. Not, sorry, exactly. sorry, not every rookie quarterback. But at some point, a rookie quarterback is going to have to go into New England. You're right. right? But you want to at least have them get some games under their belt before they do it. You can't. Pre- you can't prepare. You can't prepare for New England for the Patriots in New England. It's just nothing prepares you for that. It's a different experience, but. Would you rather be like, okay, this is the first time I'm ever in the NFL, or okay, I played a couple games, so that way you could actually I, 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 calm I just, down and be like, I've done this already. So if I play the if I play the Buccaneers in the next week, I got to play the Patriots. Is that a really great, you know? No, oh, but you um, now I'm prepared. Coming into that game, if you don't have self confidence going into a game, then why are you playing it to begin with? But the Patriots are different, right? The Patriots are always different. It doesn't matter so if you're a rookie or if, or a seventeen so year. The Patriots pro. are different. Wouldn't you want to have something going into that game? Have some momentum going into that game? Some momentum. If you lost, would you have momentum going into that game? If the Giants lose the week before they play the Patriots, will they have momentum? No. It is what it is. The NFL is the NFL. More experience. Is the Patriots are the Patriots. 
before you go to Foxborough? I mean, it, Foxborough, it, they just feel different up there. I mean, you can beat the Patriots at home. It's really hard to beat the Patriots on the road. But uh, moving on to the slate of uh, Sunday games, how about the, uh, the, the matchup I actually was interested in kind of the most outside of my team, that Ravens and Chiefs game. I mean, that was oof. That's, oof. that that was a nice uh, preview of the uh, of the AFC divisional round. Yeah. Before we get into it, do we want to talk about other teams? Because I got a lot to say. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That is your team. All right. So all right, keep keep going around the league. Um, right, a couple things. Packers defense looks legit. Legit. Yeah. Now nah, they might they, they might be nice. The offense is offense is starting to come to form too. Yeah. If they if their running game gets like settled. It's gonna be scary, man. The they're really putting it together, and that's it. The more the more reps they get, that coach, like it's look out. Adam Lafleur's still figuring it out. Yeah, that's and they it. have time, and the defense is giving him time to figure it out. Yeah, that's a fact. Defense is definitely Packers. You know, especially after um the Seahawks disappointed me too. Mm, but the Seahawks, I mean, I I think the Saints they might just be built for the postseason. Based off of this, how their roster is, for the, for Teddy Bridgewater to just come in and well, he has also had a week of preparation. I think that's really all he needed. I mean, he he managed he managed the game. That's all you really ask. You know, literally, he completed nineteen passes while only throwing for one seventy seven. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. Alvin Kamara did did his thing too. He did. Any anything else that I really cared about? Um, Kyle Allen. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Kyle Allen. Wow. Yes, yeah, the. Uh, the the meme about remember that that old uh yeah, that old that. commercial the old, the old camp commercial that was his MVP year I I never forget that joint they say you know, that the little kid was uh at Kyle Allen growing up I'm crying but, but you know you just gotta keep it in perspective sometimes one year wonders happen one game wonders happen like I'm not saying that I, I don't know if y'all remember this but from a while ago Matt Flynn that was on the Packers and replaced uh, Aaron Rodgers that one game because they were already clinched the playoffs threw six touchdowns got a 20 million dollar contract the next year and got cut I can't even tell you who Matt so Flynn is. yeah exactly yeah, I remember that he he got that was to the uh, Seahawks right yep exactly yeah, mm-hmm. yep I remember that exactly yeah Matt Flynn everybody can have a good game but it doesn't mean you're gonna have a good career I think Cam is just. I think Cam is hurt, but for right now, I think his spot is in jeopardy just because you know they they won a game with this dude, so you know they're gonna make him the superhero. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been playing well. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think his spot's in, in jeopardy from this kid, depending on like what he does for time that Cam's hurt. But I, to Miles' point, I will say Cam's spot is in jeopardy for the future because you don't know how banged up like Cam could really be, like really banged up. And I mean, he got. Two really good quarterbacks coming out this year, and Trevor Lawrence and uh, Tua. So, I mean, you, you never know. Maybe they draft a, a quarterback this year if they if their season they tanks. Cam for yeah. a high ass pick. Yeah, for just uh, or just have the heir apparent to Cam. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's um, about it. Falcons. Uh, are you guys holding the Falcons yet? Um, no. They done. Nah, they they're another team that's gonna win games and they're gonna lose games. It's just the it's any given Sunday with them. Yeah. Them um Vikings, man. I I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I still don't. Yeah. I think he's talented. I still don't believe in Kirk Cousins, but I, I feel like it might be some some Joe Flacco Eli shit if you get him to the playoffs with the way that run game is, and you know, running's running's big in playoff football. Mm-hmm. Um he might just get a couple Make a little something out of nothing, or might push them over the edge out there. So, uh, they might 
might want to keep an eye on them. Also, we got a for from my boy Jake. We'll, we'll take it a little easy, but we do got to the Eagles just because they're, they're who they have play, and that game was winnable. And now they, you know, I've been seeing a lot of um, Carson Wentz slander uh, mm-hmm. on on the timeline, and like I have no dog in the fight at all. I, I, I like Carson. I'm not a Carson mm-hmm. fan, but I like Carson. Uh, but I mean, he needs help. It's not like. I think like he's gotten a bad rap, especially this season, because of the all the amount of drops. I mean, they they have like these stats where it's like he's twenty fifth in completion percentage and like twenty fifth in yards per throw, and it's like, all right, well he he's making the throws. Like the last throw of the game on that fourth down, there's no way that guy should have dro- his wide receiver should have dropped it. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had two big drops and a fumble. Like yeah. his guys aren't helping him out, and his offensive line. I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw the video where his offensive line just stopped playing football and no. he was just literally going one on three with defensive linemen. Like I, I didn't see that video, but also apparently I didn't realize that he lost two, te- like Jason Peters is out and another lineman was out in the first half. yesterday. Like he needs help for as much multi-touchdown games that wide receivers had this week. Um, you would think that if Nelson Aguilar had made a few more catches, he would probably have debatably three touchdowns with over 100 yards. But with the drops, he still had 80 yards and two touchdowns. So he made some plays. So I'm not going to take all the Aguilar slander. But in the scheme of the game, when you lose by three points, you got to break down every every play. And they also had a special team breakdown when Detroit ran ran that in. And Marvin Jones on, the, on Detroit, he made a couple of clutch completions as well. Mm-hmm. So... As much as this game was winnable for the Eagles, I think that Detroit just played better, point blank period, and that's why I picked them last week. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I don't believe in that effort. I mean, they um, played they played they played the Chiefs next week, so that's uh, yeah. So we're gonna find uh, out. Um, I mean, but then again, it's the Chiefs, so uh, yeah. But still, like when you it it's it's just like the Tyson Fury fight where it's like I'm not really expecting you to win, but if you put up a good fight people are going to start looking at you different. Right. So I feel like that, that's just going to happen. Um, anyone else do I care to talk about? Uh, yes. Real quick. Jacoby yes. Brissett has, has impressed me very, very much this year. Mm. I agree. I agree, Justin. Like, I, I, I had, had my tools doubts. at the beginning of the season. We did say he had the tools. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I did have a little bit of, you know, doubt because, you know. Because of Patriots are system. You know. It's, it's going to be tough because T.Y. is out this week. He's probably yeah. gonna be out this week because he because he because he left the game with, with like a quad injury or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mean, he's gonna so he's gonna be out, but he's still got he still got Marlon Mack, obviously. But I don't even know who that they're they're a legit eight eight nine win team this year. I, I could definitely see him going eight eight and eight nine and seven. You know, still being alive in the wild card. You know, during week sixteen yeah. and seventeen. So I mean, hey, they hey maybe it's not all doom and gloom now that Andrew is gone. You know. I, I don't. I yeah. No, I feel like we all agree too. It's definitely not all. It was going to see what Jacoby's really made of, but um, I feel like at least for the three of us, we we were like, you know, he's talented enough that you still have a good shot. So um, he you know he has he signed, so we'll really see what's going to happen with them. Um, and you did touch on it. Uh, take the Cowboys' record with a grain of salt. They're playing a real bad team. They play a they play a real um, team this week. And again, that's like that's not saying that they're bad, but just don't yeah. don't give them that NFC because of how they're doing. They play the Saints next week, yeah, so so. Yeah, so I think so I think we could really break break it down after you know 
And oh, then even that? still, it's, even game. still, it's the Saints without Drew Brees. Yeah, and but you know they just beat the Seahawks in Seattle. You know, which is true. All right, but now um, I think that we covered at least most of the rest of the NFL. Like, there's not really yeah. anything else to talk about because the Patriots beat the Jets. Duh, we knew that was happening. Yeah, but nothing else. Really freaking, we can't go yeah, into hey, that. Uh, hey, but they covered. But they covered. <laughs> they covered. Oh, uh-huh. they covered. We can oh, definitely go into that big uh that one PM matchup. My game, my Ravens Chiefs game. Um, I actually watched it at work. Yeah. It worked out because it was slow. I was just had had it on my phone, was watching it um as much as I could. Uh again, Pat Mahomes is a bad man. It's a real bad man. For real, but, bro. Um, as good bad. as they played, as good as he played, the numbers they put up. The Ravens only lost by what five? And one possession yeah. part, yeah, and came down to that third down on that screen. That was it's, that was rough. It's those, and then it's also um, we went for two points, like four times. Yeah, there's Rather one than, where we yeah. I didn't understand that. Um, Harbaugh doubled down on it. I you know I respect where he's just like we we know how Mahomes is, so we were trying to keep pace with him. And um, yeah. but my thing is the the issue was on that last one that they went for. If they kick the extra point, then the, it's a one field goal for a tie. Yeah. If a team knows it's one field goal for a tie, you know everything gets a lot more intense. Right, um, right. Also, a big thing that game, which for it's like it wasn't an issue until this week, was penalties for the Ravens. Yeah. This worries me because of last year that was an issue. Like that's been an issue. It was just us beating ourselves, just shooting ourselves in the foot, penalties over and over again. We cleaned it up last year when Lamar came in for sure. Um, but and it was a lot of roughing the passer, and it, it wasn't like any malicious shit, like no dirty shit, but it was like some really questionable ones. You know what I mean? Like there was a couple where I was like, "Come on, you gotta know better." But there was a couple that were super questionable. Um, and so penalties played a big part, especially to start out the game. Like they dug themselves into the hole because they they bailed Pat Mahomes out multiple times. Mm, um, so when you did. do that, when your defense gets a stop, so you start out stopping him. Cause they, they definitely had a few. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off, but they yeah. they definitely had a couple had a couple of interceptions that might that got overturned because of yeah. dumb defensive plays. But also, you're giving them that momentum. So if you know you're getting a stop and they're just like shit, that's the hardest defense we played so far. And then you're just bailing them out each time. Then they got rolling, and that's when you're right. playing catch up all second half. And I will say, all the bandwagon fans are gonna jump off, and that's cool. There was still a lot of positives to take out. Lamar's deep ball, he looked a little rattled. It wasn't on point. He did overthrow Hollywood a couple of times. Um, obviously, he had some prayers that got answered, which was fire, but you, you saw the dual threat nature for sure because yep. when his passes weren't on and they needed to score, it was him and Mark Ingram. And that last touchdown run he had was some real Madden shit right there. Now that reminded me of his high school drink that he yeah word, <laughs> but um yeah no it was like I said there's a lot to build on got carved up I mean it's Pat Mahomes but um still like just blown coverages and I feel like you're really seeing uh, missing Tavon and missing Jimmy you're really seeing those effects right now um but I a, a team like the Chiefs is gonna expose that so the fact that we were in Arrowhead we had hella penalties yeah. It wasn't the clean. It wasn't the cleanest game on on y'all end. No, especially on the defense. Yeah, and we and we only lost by five. I'm not mad at it, especially when it was like 
things that can be cleaned up. You know what I mean? Like you've already right. seen that Lamar has the touch. He has the accuracy. So there's things that can be cleaned up. I'm not I'm not mad. Obviously I wanted to win. I was upset. I got I was at the end of the game was stressful. But um no, like it was dope. And it was it was an entertaining as hell game. Like it was dope. Definitely was entertaining as hell because any anytime Pat is throwing the ball, man, he yeah. is just bro, I've never seen anybody throw a ball like Patrick Mahomes. I say that to this day. Like he really is so accurate on the on the deep ball. Like, yeah, right. And I'm not even gonna shit on anybody's defense, but like the Ravens defense is pretty damn good. Yeah, especially and the fact the that secondary. He, Their pass yeah, rush right. didn't wasn't there that game, but the secondary is valid. Right. And for him to really pull up like that and do what he did against the Ravens secondary, it's impressive. That's very impressive. So mm-hmm. salute salute to Mahomes. The Ravens definitely have, have work to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the Ravens will be all right against most other AFC teams because not because the Chiefs are just, in my opinion, they're the team yeah. to beat right now. But right after them, it, it's it's probably it, it's pro- right yeah right after them is it's probably New England. It's probably gonna be them too, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. I feel what, better we'll about our chances against New England, to be honest. Do y'all do y'all play? Um, yeah, New England yeah. yeah, bro, yeah, I do. We, 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 <laughs> yes, we do. It's we New England's first game actual game of the season. All right, so are we moving over to New York? Yeah, let's talk about the Jets first. I, I'm gonna save the best for last. <laughs> Yeah, I mean to be fair, only one of our teams, only one of our teams won. Uh... <laughs> oh boy! I mean, if you want to talk about the whole game, I mean, going into the Jets game, you knew they weren't going to lose. You just kind of like, all right, we'll see if something can happen. I yeah, mean, whenever it, you guys play the pa- the pass, they usually we play always well. cover, and we always cover. That's 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 a, that's that's a good thing. But you know, it's it is what it is. You're missing eight starters. The offensive line literally went a whole preseason without playing together. You're on your third string quarterback. What else can you do? I like the amount of Jet fans on Twitter, though, that are like, oh, it's all Adam Gase's fault. Oh, it's all Greg Williams' fault. I mean, you can only do so much with the talent you have. Yes, you would like to see a little bit more from the offense, like at least score a touchdown. Uh, But did you really expect to be that competitive in New England with your third string quarterback? Like, I I don't understand what people want. I will say, though, it's an interesting stat. The Jets' defense has now outscored the Jets' offense on the season. Um, <laughs> no, and it's, it's crazy. And the, and the special teams almost has scored as many touchdowns as the Jets' offense this season because the Jets had a special teams touchdown as well yesterday. But Jamal Adams pick six. Yep. Jamal Adams pick six. Let's go, Prez. But it's, it's just you can't win like that. You can't win when your defense is outscoring your offense. But, I mean, yeah. hey. Especially when, the, when your defense isn't a complete defense because it doesn't have a secondary. Exactly. No secondary, no uh, no middle linebacker, no nose tackle. I mean, and this is not to say that the Jets linebacking core is uh, terrible. I mean, they've actually stepped up. Uh, Blake Cashman, the rookie, yeah. playing pretty well. Neville Hewitt's been pretty good. Jordan Jenkins. But they're still, not C.J. Mosley. They're not C.J. Mosley. We're still – and we're still – and granted, we're missing not only C.J. Mosley, but Avery Williamson, who was supposed to be the second-best linebacker on the team, but he went down in the preseason for the season. Yep. But um, I mean, a hey, very tough loss. At the beginning of the year, when I saw the schedule, and I was like, "Dang, week four bye!" Like early buys are terrible, in my opinion. But I mean, now I'm I'm really right. thankful for uh, a week four bye. Everybody gets healthy. Uh, another week where Sam Darnold can rest up. Pray for his spleen, boy. Make sure it's just back to normal size. Well, they, they they're saying testing is is going well, and they expect him back by five. So I mean, hey. 
That's all you can do is hope, and we'll see from there. Is this year a wash? I don't think this year was supposed to, like, I don't know why people people kept saying, oh, everybody was vaunting the Jets as a great team. Like, anybody with realistic, you know, expectations knew that the Jets were very, very top-heavy, meaning they only had talent on their starting, and everything else was a wash. Um, This season, it's pretty much a wash at this point, because you might, by the time you get Darnold back, you might be, 0-4, 0-4, and if he doesn't go week five, it'll be like 0-6. Um, but you just want to see just competitive and see that they're going in the right direction. Like if Darno comes back and everybody gets healthy and let's say you finish the season 7-9, and nine, that's a win. Like, right. uh, and, and if the offense looks like it's coherent and the defense is 7-9, and nine, that's a win. Um, but in terms of like people saying like, oh, we were supposed to be a big playoff team, it's like, no, we were, it was going to be a reach to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, you know. You can always learn from a season, but we'll see. If the offense still looks anemic once Darnold gets back and once our tight end gets back, well, then maybe it's uh, not the right uh, place for Gase. But yeah, he came know. from the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't get that. Shit, they should have just hired the uh, Flores, who is the Dolphins coach now. <laughs> that probably would have made more sense. I mean, he was the Patriots linebackers coach last year. Yeah, they probably just didn't want to have two black head coaches. And Jets, and Jets would never hire somebody from the Patriots staff. Shit, maybe but they you, need but to. You, yeah, yeah, they but, need but to. Hire, but they would hire somebody from the Dolphins. That don't make no sense either. It makes, and I think they're only going not all based what he did with the Dolphins, but because he was with uh, Peyton when Peyton was having his like uh-huh. beast, his beast season in uh, Denver. Uh and I think he also worked with him when he was in Indianapolis as well. So he's really just going based off of like what Peyton has kind of done as opposed to like what he's done. Like his, his quarterbacks have been like Ryan Tannehill uh, mm. and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's not like he has anything to write home about. <sighs> and that's it for the Jets. I'm done with them. Let's, let's go to the other New York team. Well, let's, shall we take it away, Moss? <laughs> so I remember last week when I was trying to tell y'all. We needed something new. We needed um, somebody to energize the franchise, somebody that, you know, is just a, a, a good look. Why are, you, why are you whispering in my ear right now? Like you're trying to seduce me. Because I got to tell y'all how it is. <laughs> um, you know, I really tried to tell y'all last week that, you know, the future of the franchise needed to just come in and, and, and do his thing. And he did. <laughs> Daniel Dimes. But at what cost? What? Listen. What was the cost? Saquon. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah, Saquon is going to get hurt regardless. Ain't yeah, nobody. About to, nah. I'm about to say. I'll put, it, I'll, I'll put it like this. If Saquon got hurt with Eli out there, we, we would have probably lost that game. It would probably have just been three and out, three and out, three and out after we were, we were down by 18 points. But nah, we were down 18 after Mike Evans killed us in the first half, and we battled back. So, so see. This is this is my main problem. So you can't see that set out the rest that, of the season, to be honest. No, well, no, that's not that's not really how I feel. What I'm saying is that the defense is so terrible. Like our defense is really bad, and that's why we're gonna lose games. We're gonna lose a lot of games, and Daniel Jones might put in work, but we're still gonna lose a lot of games. That's why last week when I said that my pick was contingent, I said we're gonna lose either way. But Giants bias aside, this was a game we shouldn't have won. I picked y'all. Listen, I picked us to lose, and to be honest, we should have lost. We really should have lost right. because we lo- we won on a kicker 
missing a 34-yard field goal. And if you're in the NFL, that's just a kick that you have to hit. You have to hit that. But at the end of the day, we won. And Daniel Jones is now the savior for the New York Giants. And rightfully so, because he brought an element of offense that we just haven't seen as Giants fans. Because Eli Manning, he's a pocket quarterback. And like Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, and many of the other quarterbacks that we've seen in our time, they're, they sit in the pocket and they throw. And, you know, that's just kind of how the way that the league was. But the league is different now where you need somebody that can run and be mobile and step up in the pocket and make something out of nothing when, when you know, you need it most. Exactly. And when the world needed him most, <laughs> he showed up. He didn't disappear. And that's facts. Daniel is, yeah, he's our quarterback. At the end of the day, and as a Giants fan, I will admit that I wasn't happy. I said we needed to get Haskins. I said we need to get Dwayne Haskins because that's the dude who I wanted. That's the dude who we all wanted because we thought he was going to be better. We'd seen more tape on him than Daniel Jones, who he didn't really know coming out of Duke. But, you know, Dave Gettleman saw something in this dude that none of us saw. And he came out and he did his thing. He showed everybody why. He needs to be that be the quarterback. and. Yeah, Eli Manning's days are done in New York. They've been done. When, once they announced Daniel Jones as a starter, and I'm happy that they did it now. It's a perfect time to do it because now they go into Washington next week, and Washington is a pretty bad team. Mm-hmm. Get some momentum. Yeah. Well, at least get Daniel some momentum because, yeah, like you said, that defense is non-existent. It's like... Yeah. I think that the game could get a lot of ratings if... The Redskins bench case Keenum because you know who their backup quarterback is, right? Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah. Because Case Keenum is not cutting it for them. That's probably what we what the one game that we missed out on this Monday night game because Lord Jesus, he looked terrible. He looked bad. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum looked made the, the Bears defense look great tonight. Wait, but the Bears defense is great. The Bears have a really good defense, but they made them look Did like an the all time defense today. Well, yeah, but Case Keenan was making it easy for them. Uh, I don't know. I think it comes easy to uh, Khalil Mack, though. Did you see the stat, though, that said that Khalil they're— Khalil Mack not getting all them picks, though. Yeah, well, I was about to right. say, do you, the, 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 the stat that said they've given they've intercepted the, the ball more times than they've given up passing touchdowns. I think they got 31 interceptions and have only given up 26 passing touchdowns since 2018. That's crazy. Yes. That's insane. I need that type of secondary. <laughs> don't we all? That's really a no-fly zone. But anyhow— Going back to Daniel, yeah, man, he's he's nice. And he's the best quarterback in New York. Justin. Dude has one good game against a subpar team, and now he's the best quarterback in New York. This is a travesty. This is you know, this, this is crazy. You know what? This is this is your this this is the Nick, this is the Nick fan in you coming out. This is Nick fan. Because I guarantee you, if the first Knicks game that the Knicks play this season and RJ Barrett go for 25 and 12, niggas gonna be like, oh, yep, RJ Barrett. Rookie of the year, he probably gonna be MVP this year too. I guarantee it. Watch. MVP? Then, then, oh, he's gonna, yeah. then, then yeah, he's gonna, then he's gonna have a whole week and a half span where he's not even hitting eighteen points, and they're gonna be like, "Well, I mean, of course, it, 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 he's a rookie." So, <laughs> I guarantee you, if Daniel Jones does not come to play, if he doesn't put up exactly what he did this week, next week, watch, it's gonna not be a little bit. The smoke you know, is not gonna be as thick. Not- not, not going to lie, they, 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 because he knows Sam Darnold's not better than Daniel Jones. It's, is, 
Oh my god! That's why I can't even say the nigga because he's white. Yeah, you can't, you, yeah, it's like, you did, can't. did you not see you what can. what Sam Darnold was doing in the last five uh, four weeks of the season last year? Highest QBR of any quarterback. Highest QBR of any quarterback. He's decent. No, 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 no. Until Daniel Jones can give me a whole month, a whole month of him, him having the best QBR of any quarterback in the league his rookie year. I don't want to hear it. No, 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 don't talk to me. Don't talk to me back. Where this you talking about the same quarterback that got benched by what's his face? Um, the dude that's that used to be on the Browns. Uh, what's his name? The the backup quarterback that'd be around the league. Um, some you know, talking about Josh McCown. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're talking about the same quarterback that got benched by Josh McCown. What are you talking about? He didn't get he was hurt, he had an ankle injury. That's the only reason why he didn't play. See, look at this. See, you see what they do, John? You see what they do? The narratives, the wicked webs you guys try and weave. Crazy. My man's got a high ankle sprain against the Dolphins, played the rest of the game, and was like, nah, I can't. All I'm saying is you can never judge a quarterback just off of one year, and that goes for all of them. One year? Oh, no. These guys are, these guys are proclaiming Daniel Jones to save of New York after one game. One game. All right. Let me let me let me bring myself back to reality though. He looked good, but you know he's gonna make rookie mistakes. He's gonna have he. I, I think he really got to work on his ball security because yeah, I think he might be a fumbleina for real, for real. You know, he <laughs> yeah, every so time he start feeling confident about running though. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you know, he got legs so he can use them. Hopefully, he just learned how to slide. <laughs> well, that's what well that's what you need. I mean, that's what's what Pat Shermer's offense needs—a guy that can actually extend plays. You saw it on that la- on that fourth down and five. He ran through the middle, and it's funny because I don't know if you guys saw the the uh, screenshot from the Browns game on that. Oh, the that Baker fourth shit. down, where Baker literally the same exact scenario came up, where the middle of the field opened up for him, and Baker didn't run, but you know, Daniel Jones did. Yup, Giants run the read options. I haven't ever seen that. <laughs> Could have never dreamed it, right? Yeah. With a white quarterback, a right? white, a white. But, but you know what's funny? That's the the thing about the white quarterback. Even the white quarterbacks coming out now are semi mobile. You know, they can at least you know they're not solely stuck in the pocket. They can the actually kids get that out. Grew up watching Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. You gotta love it. Black quarterbacks influencing everything. Speaking of black quarterbacks, real quick, it's the era of the black quarterback, man, and it's great. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Soon Pat, as soon as Breeze and Brady Omar, go, it's lit. Deshaun, Russ. Russ had himself a game. Ooh, that boy. He did everything he was, he was in his tough. power yeah, and man. had no help. Told y'all, the he's most still, underrated still, player still, still in the enough. league. Everything he's in not his really, power. No, no, no. No, he's not the most underrated player in the league because he has paid like the, the no, best. No, no, I'm talking about right from a respect has, level of like, or like I know NFL players the understand how good he is. He doesn't get respect from the fans. He's married to Sierra and Sierra's ex is future. If Sierra dated anyone else, Russ would get more respect. No, this was before this was before he, he was with Sierra too. I don't think people understood just how much he means. Like if Russell Wilson were to go out for a season, I, they'd probably go like one in fifteen. Like he is that important to that right. team and that offense. Russell Wilson, thirty-two of fifty with four hundred and six yards, two TDs, and fifty-one rushing yards. You also forget about the two rushing t- yeah, Touchdowns so he had he two. Had. He had four touchdowns in total: two in the air and two on the ground, um, and zero in toes. Yep, mind you, 
he has no running backs because Chris Carson is a fumble. You talk about Daniel Jones being a fumble dog. Chris Carson's man fumble, yeah, fumbleitis, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and his best wide receiver, Chris Carson, fumbles way too much. He does. And then uh, Tyler Lockett, no disrespect to him, but I mean he's. He, I don't think you would consider him a wide receiver one in terms of like what a lot of other quarterbacks have, Bro, but he's really solid. He's a regular, he's really receiver. solid. He's a regular receiver. Same thing with Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin was never a wide receiver yeah. one with for me, but he was he was very so, he was very solid. Yes. Russ this is a dude that Russ made good, you know. Yeah, you just gotta. I mean, hey, remember they have DK, so we're gonna see what DK is gonna turn into. He had some nice um, catches, yeah, they do. Yeah, like, I just thought, yeah, yeah he definitely 67. does. Um. And we know he's a physical marvel. But yeah, like, you know, I guess I'm just hoping that it doesn't fall into the same thing that ends up with, uh, that ended up with uh, Aaron. But, you know, usually the Seahawks have a defense, so he's not that, but, you know, he's going to need a run game. Like, you got you to gotta have something. So not even like, it doesn't even need to be like good per se, but just something to keep him honest. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I know you guys both remember when they had Marshawn hit the play action. Dog, his play action and then just throwing it up top to du- to Dougie Baldwin. Oh my gosh! Oh, speaking like, of play action, Pat Mahomes' play action was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my the, life. The play action oh, on the you're screen. Talking about when, when when he when he when he just he kept the, the ball, ball behind, behind his, his leg. Bag. Oh my he, goodness! That, yo, that he, handoff he, looked so legit, and then just kept the ball behind his leg and just act like it stood up perfectly straight, like he handed the ball off. Yeah, and then MVP I was is, like, bro, the MVP is hits to lose and he hits alone. A bad man. I've been saying, I've been saying, but right. anyhow, I think now that we've covered everything in terms of our teams and the rest of the NFL, let's get into next week's picks for Thursday night. You got Philadelphia at Green Bay. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's definitely a tough. Oh one. no, tough. at Green Bay, packs. Packs are home. That defense is phenomenal right now. We don't know the injury situation on the rest of the Eagles. Well, Ronald Darby's out. I think yeah. he's, he's done. So it's not like he was that like a stud. Because apparently he's like like siphoning through Eagles Twitter. He has not been that good this year. But you still got you know you still got all the the receiver injuries. You have Jason Peters hurt again. And then the way that Packers defense is playing, they are going to eat that offensive line up. I got Green Bay at Lambeau. I say three sacks for Zadarius Smith. Yeah, I'll take Green Bay as well. Oh, yeah. You was talking all of that, JT. (laughs) Wait, what? All right. All right. Anyhow, (laughs) Washington at MetLife Stadium. I'm going with – I'm riding with the Giants. Oh, yeah. I'm going with Giants. Yeah. And they're going to be the first team to win in – in New York. Wow. Wouldn't that be great? What, what do you mean first team to win in New York? Yeah, because the Bills won. I'm about to say, Buff, Buff, Buffalo's won three games already. And I find <laughs> the first the first home team to win in MetLife. Okay. <laughs> you dick. Yeah, I'll, I'll die. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> Y'all crazy. All right. You got, Kansas City, you got Kansas City at Detroit. At Detroit. <laughs> no, Kansas City. I don't City. care. Kansas City. Dog, you got Pat Mahomes on turf? Yeah, no. <laughs> Kansas City. You know. <sighs> Don't, do it. Don't you dare. For no, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. No, that Stafford is built like a for, frat boy. Oh, man, he Matt is. Stafford still sling that thing, but, though. But, yeah, but he, that's it. <laughs> no pause, Jason. <laughs> Say it. 
<laughs> Say it. Sling them. First of all, no, no. I'm I'm a, I'm a ride. I'm gonna go down with the shit. Matt Stafford be slinging balls all over field. And there's not a goddamn thing y'all can say about it because you know it's true. My man is always top uh, 10 when it comes to passing yards and touchdowns every single year. Yeah, because you know, what else are they going to do? That is true. What? Give it to Carry On Johnson? <laughs> give it to anyone? <laughs> what, was the last good, like, what was the last time we talked about a lion running? Yeah. You know what? At home, uh, yeah, you know? Yeah, nah. I'm still going to go with the Chiefs on this, but I think it's going to be a very close game. I I think I don't think it's I can't even say I don't think it's gonna be a runaway. I feel like the Chiefs are gonna win by a lot, but I feel like it's gonna be like it's they're they're gonna have to work for it. I don't think it's gonna be easy for them. They definitely gonna have to work for it. Detroit is actually a pretty good team. I'm telling y'all, Detroit might be good. I mean, I'm just saying, the Chiefs two years ago, right before they had Pat Mahomes, torched Matt Patricia's defense on Sunday night to start the season, and that's when they had Alex Smith. Now they have a better quarterback in Pat Mahomes. Nah. Against a worse defense? Against a worse defense. Even though it's still Matt Patricia, who's you know, a respected defensive coordinator, I think, nah, that, that, that defense is going to take a hit uh, Sunday. Pat Mahomes is handing out L's, and everyone can get one. <laughs> you have Tennessee out of Atlanta. I think Atlanta finally wins. Yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> Tennessee, I thought, we had, I thought we had something with Tennessee, but more. Mariota proved why he's married against the uh, Jets. I don't. You want to know why I don't blame Mariota? Because he's had like a new offensive coordinator every year, or every three months. It feels like. So I don't think he's played up to the standards that we set for him coming out. But he hasn't been in like the most nurturing situation either. Were we just spoiled because he was with um, what's his face at uh, Oregon? Yeah. Because it's like I don't I don't recognize this uh, Marks Mariota. We got to think he had injuries in the NFL. He had the whole thing with his throwing arm, which like is wild because I spoke about last week. That's nerves. Um, And then you don't got Chip Kelly. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't, who is he throwing to? Just Delaney Walker. Oh, no. um, What's his face from? uh, Oh, wow. Why am I blanking on him? There's a wide receiver. He's speed speedster. You blanked on him last week, too. (laughs) I did. I did. And that just shows. Exactly. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people in the NFL, man. I can't yes. remember everybody. <laughs> if he was that much of a weapon for him, you would remember. All right, you might be right. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, Browns at Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Both of us not dropping two in a row, and we're at home again. Yeah, I'll definitely have home, so I can't help but go with y'all. I will go with Cleveland, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of want Lamar to just – Lamar has something to prove, especially against a team that didn't pick him. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, I think he, he a little bit he, – he, really, he plays with a chip on his shoulder, and it really shows. So I fuck with that. Like, a lot of these games are locks, unfortunately. This kind of is – but the other games later on are more, more up for debate. All right, so we have um, Oakland at Indy. Uh, give me the Raiders. Okay, I'm taking Indianapolis. I think they keep it rolling. Like I think, I think Indianapolis will keep it going, but just you know, just for, just for heck of it, give me the Raiders. Mm. Interesting, Justin. Right. I, I like I, I like that upset. Yeah, okay. I don't. I think <laughs> I will go with Jacoby Brissett, even even though he don't has to have to have because I think he's kind of <laughs> Miles is rooting for everybody black. That's right. I'm always rooting for the black quarterback. You're damn right. Um, 
You have New England at Buffalo. Ah, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is a tough. Like they gave him a good run. And I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Buffalo too. Oh, you guys are wild boys. See, this is no, no, no. I don't. No, no. I, I, I'm going with Buffalo to go with Buffalo. Not because I don't think the Patriots would beat them, but just to go with Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going New England. It'll be a, it'll be close. It'll be a very close competitive game. I think the defense will quell the Patriots, but I think it'll be like like a 24-17, 24-21 type of game. Bro, it's going to be like 16-18. <laughs> Did you say 16-18? Yep. How are they getting to 18? <laughs> Lord. That's All right. Good. You got... Um, you got... <laughs> You got Carolina at Houston. Goals. No touchdown. Carolina at Houston. Carolina at Houston. Oh, yeah, I'll take Houston. Because mm. TJ Watts coming around. TJ, my fault. JJ. TJ's on the Steelers. JJ's coming around. Deshaun is balling. And mm. the, the, the Panthers defense is solid. But yep. like in that division, I'm taking almost, you know. Most definitely. I definitely hear that. Next, we are Chargers at Miami. That's ha <laughs> Yeah, go yeah. Chargers, go. And then Tampa Bay at Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Rams. Oh, uh, yeah, Rams. They haven't been pretty, but they're playing the Bucks. This the might Bucks. actually be a, this might be a good betting week. No funny because I, saw I thought you were about to say good game, and I was like, "Do not say Bucks and good game in the same sentence." It's not really looking too great for them. And then right after that, you have the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Seahawks. I, yeah, I really you want know, the Cardinals to win a game. I want, I want them to win. I think this past week was the best chance they had so far. Um, I'm gonna take Arizona this week, just oh, because. I, I, yeah, I think just be just because, I think. This is a game, Kyler Murray. Like they, like he lost a few good, uh, a few close games, and my man's is trying to get is getting experience. I think he's getting better. You know, the Seahawks are very iffy. And mine is Russell doing his thing as best as he can. So, I'm like, that's a bolder, that's a hotter take than the the me picking a. You're a bold kid, Arnold. <laughs> and then right after that, you have uh, Vikings at the Bears. Ooh, see now this is a good one. That is a good one. Oh. Finally. Do I trust in Mitchell Trubinsky though? <laughs> no, see see this is what it, this is interesting. It's do you trust Mitchell Trubisky or do you trust uh 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 uh, uh, uh. wow, see he's irrelevant too. Quarterback Kirk, for the Kirk Vikings. Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah, Mr. Cousins. Is that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, because cause to me right now, it's Dalvin Cook and Khalil Mack are, like, canceling each other out. Mm. So it's, it's you know, someone's got to win in the air. Yeah, and there's the Bears defense coming off, you know, yeah. tonight. I'll go the Bears just because they're home. And they haven't won yeah. at home yet, right? They haven't won at home yet, but I, I mean, Kirk hasn't looked great. Yeah, Stephon Diggs hasn't has been a no show, and it's not even his fault. I mean, he doesn't have somebody to throw him the ball. Adam Thielen's looked pretty good, but that's only because since he's in the slot, he he's normally got gets Caucasian connection. Yeah, he normally gets those short routes anyway. He just stacks up his yardage. Uh, 
But that secondary of the Bears, though, is something else. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Bears. I think, yeah, I think I'm, very I'm, low I'm scoring game too. Bears. Like like thirteen. Like thirteen. I take the under on that joint. But yeah, I'll definitely take the Bears on that. That's hard. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these games is like it's really hard to go with the underdog because they play a pretty decent team. Either way, um, this is a good game upcoming. Uh, Jacksonville at Denver. Is give it? me Denver. Denver's got to win. They they got to win. So no, give me no, give me Denver. I'm going Jacksonville. Because uh, you know why Denver doesn't have to win. One day they have Joe Flacco. Damn right. <laughs> Damn, it's crazy. John really it's like not, not fucking with Flacco no more. Yo, I had to deal with it. I rode for Joe Flacco. He won us a chip. He put together one of the greatest playoff runs of all time. And I had to watch him be mediocre and throw away games. Hey, real quick. After that. Real quick. You know how like they always talk about how like Eli Manning's run in the playoffs was like so magical and crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Flacco went, he put up what, 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions? Joe in Flacco that Super Bowl run? had the like. It's arguably the greatest run ever. And it doesn't yeah. get talked about enough, I don't think. No, because he played yeah, like definitely, because definitely, he definitely doesn't. And he played so mediocre after that. <laughs> Still, so, it counts. Yeah, not if you Joe Flacco. If you won two, maybe. Yeah, if you won you know two, it would be Eli. Yeah, what I was about to say, because Eli's in that Hall of Fame conversation because he has two Super Bowls, man. That's, listen, but anyhow. Cowboys at the Saints. Saints. Yep, give me the Saints. We're going to see what the Cowboys are doing. Later. I think yeah. the Cowboys are a good team. Pick those Cowboys, Miles. Do it. I think the Cowboys are a good team, but I just, I, I'd i like Saints at home. To come to the dark side. I like you Saints know, at home. I picked the Saints against, I, I, I picked the Saints at oh, home before. No, I picked the Saints. No, 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 no. I picked uh, when Houston played them. I play. I picked Houston against the Saints at home, and I regretted it. But I don't know. I I really don't want to pick the Cowboys. Like the Giants fan in me is really does not want me to pick the Cowboys. But I just think they're gonna win, so I'm picking the Cowboys. All right. This is really what I'm. What this really what I'm rocking with? That's the Thursday game. That's the nice. now that's that's a sun that's a Sunday night game. That's actually oh, okay. a real good Sunday night game. And then yeah, finally. Monday, the battle of the winless. Oh, God. <laughs> Bengals and Steelers. Bengals. Oh, yeah. This game is. This game is. Broken. <laughs> I don't even know, man. Do I have to pick a team? Can they both lose? Can it be a tie? Uh, <laughs> John, if you pick a tie this week, that would be epic. Right? It's worth at least like three points. John, 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 if you pick a tie this pick a tie this week and they tie, then that's it. Like you won. <laughs> um, it, it's in Pittsburgh. It's at Pittsburgh, yeah. I guess the Steelers will win. Nah, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going Bengals. Well, I'm not mad at that. I mean, they played. They their offense actually didn't look terrible against the Bills. Like their offense kind of is moving. Andy Dalton top five in yards thrown right now, believe it or not. That's kind of weird, but yeah. I'm picking the Bengals. So you guys are both going Bengals? You know what? Just to mix it up, I'll go Steelers. And we are done. Whew. All right. Let's uh, talk about the other, the only other sports news that's relevant to us right now is the Yankees coming back from injury, playing great. And then the big one for us, 
Domingo Herman. Right, well, before you even get to Herman, we didn't even talk about. Well, I think this news broke last Tuesday with with uh, Betances. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think this broke on Tuesday, last yeah. Tuesday. Um, yeah, Mister uh, Dylan Betances tearing his Achilles, which is wild. Um, I said this before, but I will say the this isn't this is terrible for him. This isn't that bad for the Yankees. And the only reason I say that Definitely. is because he's a bullpen arm that we've been without the entire season and have had other bullpen arms really step it up. Yep. And because he's a pitcher, long-term effects you're not too crazy worried about. It's just It just sucks, you know, because he's probably going to lose out on all of next season too. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's, it's definitely going to be unfortunate because he's going into a free agency year. And that's just no good. Um, the good thing for Batantis is that he got a second opinion from a doctor, and he actually doesn't have to get surgery. So mm-hmm. he it just because it's partially torn up. Yeah, they're gonna torn. see what happens in the next um, couple weeks. Right, exactly. So, um, I think that's that's good. That's good for him. And but he's out, out. for the championship run, twenty eight. Right yeah, now. yeah, he's out for now. And we're not going to see him until next year, if we even re-sign him for next year. Yeah. Um, and that's tough because, you know, he came back and he did look good. Time but, to um, may get that money. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be it's gonna be very, very tough because the Yankees are going are gonna to have some, a lot of decisions to make after this season. Oh, it's going yeah. to it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with Didi becoming a free agent. And I think Canley's about to be a free agent too, you said, I'm right? I'm pretty sure. And then what do you do with DJ LeMahieu? Well, thankfully, DJ is on a two-year deal, so that's, that's he said that's he was a, open to an extension, so that might be a thing. Well, if shoot, <laughs> I said extend him I, at least till a few more years. But before before even that, we got to buy out a few contracts. We got to buy out Ellsbury's contract. We oh got to like, re, yeah, right. No, but for real, though, I, I because think it's that's so take, funny. Whenever you look at Yankee injury reports and they still put him on there, right? He's not on the team at this point. Yeah. No one's seen this. Man it's like he don't even. He, he's he's not even in the dugout. Like nobody even knows. knows if he was knows in the dugout, guy. I would be tight. Yeah. Imagine if like the Yankees make the World Series and he's like, I right, I'm gonna go. And they're just like, no, like we don't even know you. Right. But even aside from that, CC pitched his last game at Yankee Stadium. That was very emotional for a lot of Yankee fans because CC's been a big part of this team for the past eleven years. And big shout out to him because he is one of the few black players in the league that really represents for us. And even seeing that positive role model on the Yankees is something that has been a privilege to watch since 2009. So CC, big ups to you. And, you know, post-retirement, I hope you make it into the Hall of Fame because you damn sure deserve oh, it. No, def- definitely, definitely. Yeah. But what I am happy to say, back to the team aspect of what's going on, Severino looks great. Ooh. Like... Last game that he pitched against um, Toronto, he was he had to tell niggas he's back, Facts. and I was and I was like, "Yo, Sevy looks really good." He has one more start before the postseason, and I'm praying, I'm praying that he continues because basically, basically what what is what his stat line is is he hasn't let up a run. He let up six hits in nine total innings pitched, and from an eighty pitch. Um, pitch count from the last outing and the outing before that a 62 or 63 uh pitch outing i mean he's 
it, it's looking like they're, he's going to be used as a starting pitcher, and he yeah. looks good. He look and he looks like he's, he's rested. Ready. He he does look like he's ready. And considering what's ha- what's happening with the nature of the team in terms of Herman and you know Batances, it's like it absolutely might work. Yeah. And, um. One of the things I noticed, like, uh, which I really like, I was like, Severino shows emotion, which is cool, but he looks super, like, calm and just ready. You know what I mean? Like, he did not look rattled at all. And I feel like being out for so long, it was just part of that, I'm just so happy to be back pitching. And it's just like, yeah, I'm just remind y'all who I am. But, like, he doesn't seem pressed about it. You know what I mean? He looks like he's having fun. And, you know, when you're pitching well, it's always going to be fun. But, um... It, it seems like he's not taking himself like he's not putting a whole bunch of pressure on him right now. You know what I mean? Like um like he has in other situations and we've seen him kind of fold a bit with that. But um yeah, no, I'm excited. Like he's throwing smoke. The velocity is there. So it's it's you know it's we, exciting. Yeah, with yeah. the with the the hits we took, we still got a lot to look forward to for the uh, the bullpen coming out. And uh, how about Giancarlo? And everybody was like, oh, no, yes. if he comes back, he's going to mess up the chemistry. I mean, dude, since, since he's been back, he's hitting uh, over 300. With, uh, and his on-base percentage is, is crazy. I mean, I guess it's still a small sample size, but, I mean, this is, this is no, trending in the right direction. That homer that he got crushed. Crushed that. it. And then the no. signature, the, the signature uh, football handoff carry. Uh, well, as he rounds third base, I mean, he's when you talk about like guys being back, like I just automatically think of the uh, the Steph Curry gif or video from when he got hurt in the playoffs like two years ago when he came back against Portland, mm-hmm. had like that 30 point game, and he hits the three and he's like, I'm back, I'm here, I'm back. That's exactly how like Sevy and Giancarlo are right now. Um, but I mean, it, I guess it poses the question now. I mean, if Sevy, let's say Sevy goes out and dies again start what does that playoff rotation looks like are you giving the first are you giving game one to Sevi? or are you still rocking with tanaka's game one um and does paxton get game two or is is it or is he just still locked in as a game three starter like what happens with hap are they going to use an opener i mean there's a lot of things they can play with with this uh rotation yeah, yeah. i i think um, um i think it's going to be tanaka one paxton two and if Sevy keeps it up, Sevy might be the third. Yeah, that's probably the best option in terms of um, if you go on one, two, and three. Yeah. Just and like I think that. we don't do Hap. I think we do an opener. Hap's been pitching really well recently, though. So they might give him just you know based on how he's done for us already. But I, well, I, I yeah, I, I could see that in in the ALDS. Yeah, like giving him that chance, and then if it doesn't really work out, then you kind of regulate him to you have the opener. But I think you still use him on. Opener day, just have him go like maybe two or three innings after yeah. after the opener, and then just bring in the bullpen. Yeah, right. That's a fact because I feel like if you the way that they were gonna use CC and throw him on top of Herman, which is clearly what they were trying to do. If why not use CC on top of Hap or even throw Chad Green in that mix? I think that would probably be good too yeah. because Chad Green has also been pitching well and he pitches great when he's the opener. They said CC's coming so, out the bullpen. Oh, they did. Oh, they did yeah. say that. Yeah, Boone said uh, he pitched out the bullpen. Well, I mean, he can definitely give you an inning or two. Yeah, they're probably I mean, just going to do that. They'll just take him longer to warm up. <laughs> yeah, definitely would take him longer to warm up. But that's great. That's I, I would love to see CC out the bullpen. They were actually talking about that way earlier in the season, whether or not um, CC was going to come out of the bullpen for the playoffs. 
uh, as long as we made it. And I think that's a good idea at this point because he can't really go longer than three innings. But if we need to get an inning, inning and a half mm-hmm. out of him, I think you know that's that's a, that's very that's a very good bet. Mm-hmm. But it should be very interesting to see how the postseason roster plays out. Just because, yeah, you got Brett Gardner that's playing well. Tugman obviously he's out, so he's not going to be on the roster. So that those four outfielders will probably end up being. You have Judge, you have Stanton, and you have Gardner. Those well, are probably going to be your everyday guys. Think, do you keep Wade? Like, do, is there? Because I mean, Wade can Wade can play everything. Wade can play everywhere, and that's, he's and he's speed on the base paths. Yeah. yeah, and he's a he's a great utility guy. I think depending on well, let's well let's let's count it down because you got twenty five players. Mm-hmm. So I say they're gonna keep they, they'll probably keep thirteen pitchers. Yep, and they'll keep and they'll keep twelve position players. So those twelve position players will probably be it'll it'll probably be Stanton, Judge, Gardner. Mm-hmm. I'm just obviously it'll be LeMahieu, Urshela, Glaber, Didi, and Glaber. So that's mm-hmm. seven. Um, Voight. Voight would be eight. Sanchez. Sanchez. Sanchez and Roman. That's ten. And we're missing a we're mi- we're and missing Car- an infield. Encarnacion. And Car- if I yeah, if Encarnacion comes back, then then that's, that's 11. eleven. So then the last and spot then, either has to go down between either Cameron Wade, Tyler it, Wade, or Clint Frazier. Right. And that's mm-hmm. if if we if we have thirteen pitches, and those thirteen pitches will be CC Severino. Tanaka, Paxton, those are probably be your four starter-ish players. And then you have Britton, Adovino, Chapman, Canley. That's eight. Uh you missed Hap. Hap will probably be on the roster. So that's nine. Um uh it's one of the pitchers from the minors, just you know, since the roster is expanded to 40. I don't think um Le- do you think Lewisica stays up or no? He's been pitching well recently. So, uh, so is so is Tarpley too. Yeah, I was I think thinking that. I was Tarpley. thinking Tarpley. I think they keep Tarpley, and he's a lefty. But I, I don't know if Tarpley stays on the roster. I don't know. You could because you also got Nestor Cortez, but he has he hasn't been pitching well recently. But well, you know, well, he was he was pitching well. In well, the you game. know what the thing is with Cortez? Cortez is more of like when they use that opener. He's more of a long relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think in the, in the uh, in the playoffs, you really don't need a long type guy because you're not really saving people. You, I mean, every, every game is a must win. So I think they would probably scrap him for more of a specialist, a one like a guy that you would re- only bring in for like one or two batters. So that's why I think I think if it came down between like Tarpley and Cortez, I think they'd pick Tarpley only because Tarpley can. He's better at just like those one inning type roles as opposed to Cortez, who's built for more like mm-hmm. all right, two, three, mm-hmm. four inning type. Things. Same thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess with that argument, same thing why they wouldn't pick Loisica, even yeah. though I feel like mm-hmm. recently, like I feel like the games where he's had to start, he's looked a little shell shocked like half the time. But I feel like the past, uh, recently, he's been he's been doing pretty well against um like playing after like an opener, right? Um, more so even so, so all right. So say that's Tarpley is the tenth. Then you still have three more pitches that you have to pick between Sessa, Cortez, Cody Garin. He's and on. he's probably yeah, yeah Cody Garin. I think you t- you keep Sessa. Mm-hmm. Think Sessa so as as your long relief guy basically because that's that's what, yeah I think you can only really have one long relief, and I think it would be Sessa. Mm-hmm. So Sessa, and then you have two more. I will say though, if you're gonna end up with one long relief guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick Cortez just because all the weird ass pitches he'd be doing. 
Yeah, right. Because that seems like some shit Boone would do. <laughs> also, I think I think they end up keeping Maven over Wade. I was yo, I was just about to say that. And I was he's like, yo, give you speed on the bags as well. Like, and he could feel better, like outfield. Like, and he's just he's just a veteran. Out. He knows what it's good. He knows yeah, what it's what like. Saying. It's not like he because like, I'm pretty sure he's been to the playoffs at some point in his career. He, he, I know he's bounced around from like eight teams, but. I'm pretty sure at some point he's been on a team that's made the playoffs. So that's just another guy with playoff experience. He's not going to get rattled. He's not going to get shell shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows what his job is, you know, when he goes up to the plate, when he's in the field. Well, definitely. I, and he's also just a good chemistry guy. Yeah, exactly. I feel like everybody, everybody on the team loves him. He's like a lesser so, DD. Right. So say you keep Maven on the team, then that's, there's two more spots for either another fielder or another pitcher or whomever. And Dang. you know, you know it's crazy. I was I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I really wanted um Debbie Garcia to come up just so we can see what he's like. But I'm I'm actually happy that we did that we that we didn't that we didn't rush him. I think it ended up. I feel up, like with know, all the random ass pitchers we're throwing in right now, like we could have thrown him in. Yeah. Nah, I see what you're saying. Not for we, playoffs, but regular regular season we could have thrown him in. Because we've been picking up random dudes and DFA and dudes, and this has been yeah. whatever. It would have been cool to just to see just to see what he had, but you know, at the same time, I'm happy because he didn't rush his development, and we'll see him next season. Like he'll be he'll be a big part of what we have for the future. So I'm not really yeah. worried about. All right. Um. Anything else you want to talk about? Um. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much just it. Just get through the rest of the last yeah. few games healthy and. Bring on! I just, I really hope uh, we don't have to get the uh, athletics. Athletics would be a terrible draw. Yeah. Oh man. And the the crazy thing about the A's is that if they play Houston in the first round, like that's been Houston's vice this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know how close they were to the division. The the Astros only clinched division like yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. I didn't know that the A's were still mathematically alive in their division. Yeah. The A's are actually a pretty good team. But the thing is with them is that, like, they're a team that nobody wants to play. So the way I see it, if the playoffs end today, this is how I would want it. I would want a better record than the Dodgers, but a worse record than the Astros is how I particularly see it. Just because I'd rather us play Minnesota because I think we, we, we're we we're a better team than them, even though we both hit about the same amount of home runs. I do think we're a better team than them, too. And Oakland, shoot, I'll let Houston deal with them because – I'll take my chances in the in the championship series versus in a divisional series with them because Houston definitely don't want to play them. Yeah, and we can't play Oakland in Oakland. Yeah, so I'll take my chances with Minnesota. Yeah. But I mean, that would mean we'd have to take the first two. Like they would if the Yankees play Oakland. That means the pressure is for the Yankees to take both games at Yankee Stadium because if it goes back to Oakland one one or God forbid o two, yeah, it's a double. Yeah, it's clipped. Um... Yeah, I, I can't wait for playoffs. Can't wait. I just I need people to come back healthy. I need stand to keep doing standing things. Playoff baseball, NBA season coming up. October is literally next week. Game one in the ALDS is next Thursday, y'all. I realized I was like, why is this happening so quickly? Yep, it's crazy. Um, all right. I feel like it's uh, it's it for sports. Okay, guys, it is part seven. Of anime book club, we final part of our re-zero section. Aww. Starting life in another world. 
Yes, oh, bittersweet. Oh man, your first Very chapter of Anime Book Club. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, it's this nice little concept I have, and uh, it seems like it's got good reviews. And you know, like I'm hoping people who like anime think it's a cool idea, and I'm really hoping this is a way that we can get new people into trying something out. Um, yeah, like I said, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed this shit. This is dope. Um, literally just watching the ending again was like rewatching it for the first time. It felt like it's like I had this again, like I kind of knew it was going to happen. The main story didn't remember all the details, but it was like, it felt like I was watching it new. Um, super dope. So, uh, let's get right into episode 23. So 23. I got this. All right. All right. So boom. So crazy. Ram shows up out of nowhere. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's Ram doing here? This is crazy. Oh, facts. And then it was wild because Ferris, you know, the girl was really a guy, cat. Felix. Um, Felix. Felix. Yes. Felix. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like Ferris, like Anna? No, I'm about to say, like <laughs> Ferris Bueller. <laughs> um, what do you call it? He discovers the undercover witch, uh, cold guy, which I was like, dang, that's wild. They had the creeping, they had the undercovers, they had the ops. Damn, which cold it blows up the carriage, boom, everybody's freaking out. Oh, oh my god, Subaru is like, Subaru woke up to a fight. First of all, can we can we talk about how uh, Felix was just. Uh, in a burlap sack. In a burlap sack. <laughs> he was like, yo, what happened to your clothes? <laughs> he was like, I was like, my healing powers don't work on clothes. Like, what you want me to do? And I'm like, <clears throat> well, everybody else's clothes are intact and everybody else got blown. So what is your excuse? Not everyone else got blown up, JT. Okay. Blew up in front of Felix and Subaru. And La- what happened to Subaru's clothes? La, La saved Subaru. Oh, yeah. Because of the, the spirit put the little, yeah. order, he put the bubble shield around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And then after that, man, oh, man. The oh, witch wait. people came out of nowhere. You missed the key part. Oh, 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 yes. Because now I'm looking. I um, you missed when he was having a difficult time trying to get them to, like, not just blame um, Amelia. Because they were like, oh, it's the cult. It's all her fault. Da, da, da. And he was getting frustrated again in this character here where he's like, Nah, like if I just start going off and getting mad and start yelling at people, it doesn't help the situation. Um, yeah, so go on. So the witch yep. people came out of nowhere, yeah, they came out of nowhere. I was like, boom, 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 ah, sneak attack, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, wow, this is wild. But then Subaru tricks one of the fingers to go into the forest. I thought that was very smart. How it was the same, it was the same girl from uh, the previous episode. Um, that it was almost like the reincarnation of uh, Petula Geese, but she was just another finger. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And he was like, yeah, we going into the woods. Boom. Ah, uh, he wouldn't even realize these woods, they full of the witch fiends. And unless you got this magical orb, <laughs> use his dog food, girl. And then out of nowhere, boom, the hellhounds from uh, Call of Duty uh, zombies came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> bro, that was mad. That was so graphic, but I loved it. Like, they yeah. really just came through and, like, just bit her hand. Bro, anytime anything Bro, happens to a follower of the witch cult, it's so satisfying. Because you're like, I watched you yeah. kill these motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, can five. we talk about... You know what I was I was thinking about? I have not watched a single episode in um the sub. No, sorry, the dub. And by no miles you have, but I will mm-hmm. say, I don't know if I could ever do it because the witch cult people, 
them in sub is oh, amazing. It's so good. Like, especially when yeah. they keep saying love, it's like Heidi, 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 Heidi. You know, when they, like, when, whenever <laughs> Peter, Peter Goose takes us over one of the fingers. But, um, yeah, so that was, so, you know, you got that fight. You got the, um, Amelia and Puck showed up and was like, ah, don't forget about us. Yeah, you see her start to win over some of the people. Um, that was great. Oh, man, 23 was, again, creating that despair. Amelia comes, fights the last finger, saves Subaru. We're like, bet, it's cake. These last two episodes are going to be closing an arc. And oh this, yeah, we saw it. We really end. thought, bro. Son, Subaru's like, yo, Son, we gotta get out of here. Yo, when Subaru dipped, and then he went into the back of the forest, bro. And then he started talking like Beetlejuice. I was like, yo, they got him too. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> I didn't think it was what was possible. But like, yo, kind of like how he figured out what 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 happened later. It, like, he really is a smart dude. I give him a lot of credit for what I'm gonna say later. But yo, and then. Just seeing him like ask to oh, die, yeah, yeah, it was, was like, like, asking obviously, to kill him. like yeah. bro, that was yeah. that was feel- smart because he knew that he could come back. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah. I mean, he probably knew, but like he didn't know when. So you know that was hard for him because oh, it's like if he yeah. had to go all the way back to the yeah. beginning to where he had to like form like the contracts and everything all over again, and yeah. it's yeah, that'd just be annoying. Like you saw how difficult it was for both of them. Where like Julie's first reaction is like, "No, I can't do that." And then Felix yeah. like immediately, like when she looked, when he looked Felix in the eye, and Felix is just like, like just started tearing up immediately and was like, "Fuck!" Like we actually have to do this. Hey, real quick, before Amelia and Puck came through on the scene, they were at the house, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like, "Oh, is uh, Betty gonna come?" And she, uh, I think it was Puck was like, "No, nah, Betty's gonna chill." This, this the library is safe anyway, and then it like went to like a, a cutaway of like Betty. Oh, you're hold on, no, no, you're mixing um, you're mixing up the episodes. Oh, was that twenty four? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, I mean, I guess we're on twenty four anyway since we yeah, ended. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, preface before we get to that part. Okay. Um, before we get to that part, the yeah. save point changes because now he's after they beat the white whale, which was yeah. really a, a a a relief because I was like, yo, if he has to, if do you have to fight the white whale again, again bro, I would have been sad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm not watching this. Unplug the console. Done. That's a fact. Uh, but yeah, that was it was cool. And then and now it's like, all right, brainstorming on how to deal yeah. with like now he knows there's a spy, so he can just devise a plan to catch the spy. And then I thought it was cool when Subaru disguised himself. Went mm. to the went to the mansion. I was like, yo, 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 we need you. Blah 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 blah. And that's where you uh that's where you're talking about yeah. the thing with uh, Betty. And that's when I, but, and my thing is, right? My question is remember how he asked her to protect him? Mm-hmm. And like in like the little cutaway, she even says, like, oh, she has a contract or something like that to like yeah. uphold. Well, she is, she's contracted to the house. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Remember, she has a contract with, um, with uh, Roswell to protect like the estate pretty much. So that's why she can't leave the property. Speaking of Roswell, how come he didn't come back on the scene like at all? What was he doing again? Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. He was doing some political shit, and then when he found out about um what was going on, they told Amelia. Even though I feel like it might be fake, um, they told Amelia that Roswell was gonna go like you know how they split up the villagers. Mm-hmm. Roswell was gonna go with half of them, 
and then oh yeah he was gonna protect yeah he was gonna protect them and then ram was supposed to go to the sanctuary with the other half yeah yeah got you got you got you that was good and was a and it was a callback do you uh, you guys realize that the callback of the uh, the cloak that subaru was wearing from all the way back in episode one where like you can Mm -hmm. uh, recognize the person yeah and they uh they they did that they did that little flashback too where it was like yo what the hell's going on with that spell and he was like yo and i steal it i swear and it was like yo that was that that was the turning point in uh subaru right there turning point of the show in that yep. argument but yep. can we talk about the parallels between this show and naruto in the final two episodes because at the towards the end of the episode of 24 when uh he's talking with petula geese and he's figuring out like what their plan was and it's to use uh amelia as a new host and i'm oh, like yeah. this is sounding really mm. orochimaru like yeah <laughs> like oh man all right that was wild though like i and i don't remember that from the first time i watched it so it was like okay so the whole idea like literally we just, and i asked this before it's like what is the ordeal okay so we get the answer about what the ordeal is the whole mm-hmm. point of the ordeal is just to try and bring the witch back in a physical body and it's to see if amelia is the one to do it mm. which i think or she is because she's half elf I think she isn't because they killed her. They killed who? Remember, every time Subaru came to the house when he found them dead each time? Oh, yeah. That's why I think that Mm. she didn't fit. Interesting. Interesting. Right? And I'm still very confused because, like, I'm like, if it's if the whole point of it was to see, and Bidogu says, he's like, hey, if she's the right one, it'll work. If not, she'll just die. And it's like, oh yeah, well, they were just killing her. So true, true. But uh, but but you don't know because there's got to be some relation her being half elf and having such a you know appearance. But it's it's interesting though, but because she has a spirit and the spirit is like the thing that can you know kind of counteract these witch cult and mm-hmm. witch beings. So wouldn't she not be a good fit because she has that spirit with her at all times? Unless they were to take out the spirit separately, but I mean, Puck's not leaving Amelia's side at all. Like, says that all the time. I don't know, man. But uh, that was uh, that was crazy. Which leads up to no. See, and this is another parallel uh, in in the Naruto's because at the end of that episode twenty four, when he meets up with Petula Geese, right, and it's him and Julius, and he's like, "Oh yeah, just use uh the net necked." Or whatever that, yeah. that one power is. And he can see what Subaru sees. I'm like, wow, so this is just a Renegon. Oh, my God. Wait, that was, that was 24? Yeah, that was 24. That was like right at the end that of 24. Right end, yeah. Oh, my God. So that shit was wavy. That was that was when Subaru actually was doing some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he was, when he was seeing through, oh, my God, I really want to talk about this shit. Now, but I just got away from my well, shit. I mean, I mean, he really wasn't doing it. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's a fact. He was being useful. He was being <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. He Incredibly wasn't, he wasn't setting it up. He was being firsthand useful. Right. That's a fact. And they couldn't have done it without each other is really what, what I'm getting at because mm-hmm. because Julius couldn't see shit without it. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it was dope. It was like, you know, it was, it gave you everything in the show. You got the romance, you got the action, you got the magic, you got the writing, the story, the villains, and then you get the, the bonds of friendship. Oh. It's just, it's just mad funny because every time Petula Geese or Beetlejuice, whatever, he's like every time, like because every new time that they and he does the hands and they avoid the hands, he's like, "How can yeah. you see my hands? What? 
This is nonsense. What? Like um, <laughs> like when they were chasing him, he was chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was like, what the? Why is he floating like that? And then he was like, oh, like who was like, oh, that's what you see? Like <laughs> he's like, this is terrifying. It looks like something's holding him, but he's just floating. Now them little kids is mad funny. <laughs> oh man. And then that that brings us so um, what what else? Anything else happened in twenty four? Oh, it was Subaru fixing everything. Like it was him being fully prepared for the final showdown it was basically 24. 24 was him yeah. tying up all the loose ends. Yo, um, when they went undercut. With Amelia, Yo. All that shit. And then yeah. when they fought, when they actually finished fighting, that was end of 24? That was beginning of 25. Um, yeah, the, the fight finishes in 25. Yeah. Um, the beginning and, of 25. Yeah. And then, okay. yeah, Petrolis is gone. Or so we think. Yeah. Wait, time up. Before we even get, get into that, that was the craziest freaking thing. When, when, see, I think because Subaru gets so many chances when it comes to like, you know, he has to return by death, obviously. But because of that, he actually has mastered this thing at learning from his experiences, learning how to manipulate the fact that he can return by death to do certain things. For example, like when he speaks about it, obviously that's when the witch pronounces himself. So when homie did that or so we think that he that 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 he's about well, in the process of when he's dying he's start trying to take over and you know how he can um you know transfer from body to body and stuff when he pulled up into Subaru's body he's like yo all right i can return my death and then that's when the witch kind of comes out whatever and then the witch comes out and bodies bitugis and throws him and he basically like you're not the one rejected him that was freaky and i was like yo this is tough i was like that's fire yeah and and I think the wild thing is Subaru didn't really know what happened because he was like, what? You gave up after like one thing? And it's like, not only did she push him out, his beauty use was like so shook that he was like, yo, this is just upset. Like this turned my whole life. It's like, yeah, you never he, meet your he heroes. Literally devoted. He, he like, literally his devoted. entire life <laughs> to being with her. And he finally sees her and she's like, yeah, nope. Um, this ain't it. And I'm good love. Yeah. It broke him mentally before uh, Julius delivered that final blow, and then he tried to off himself with the rocks by accident. <laughs> Why? Wow. Yeah. And then you think shit's sweet, and then yep. you think it's all over. So, to what extent it was. Quick, quick question, because I might, I might have missed this, but those explosives, where did those come from? So those explosives, remember, um, in episode twenty-four, where they found the spy and he blew the shit up. Mm -hmm. So, but the only thing was like the way he blew it up was uh he used those rocks so they're like firestones but he basically right. took everyone's firestones and put them together so right the same together. firestone that 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 subaru had thrown at that that encasing yeah that he that okay yep. but, so it was like he mm -hmm. took all that shit and he was just gonna try and use it to like as a bomb but they're like this time he didn't set up anything for it, it wasn't trapped or anything it would have just been do it but since we stopped him it was just in the cart and it was just you know potential and then he turned into like classic hero um he made it just in time and then as he's trying to get there you know you see Betelgeuse's body on like the the end of his spirit trying to come back um to to kill Subaru which was uh wild that whole just the the way they made it look it was just real human centipede shit for one person um, like chasing after him and I feel like that just showed and it to me it was so um contradictory 
for him to be sloth and to have this thing working so hard trying to get it back you know trying to get back to him like that was pretty wild also for him to put together that if he finished the book finished his gospel by writing finish or whatever that's how to get rid of him it's pretty wild okay all right because i okay 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 that makes sense that makes a lot more sense now i didn't i didn't get why it finished him though i understand he wrote the word like finished Mm -hmm. but i don't i didn't get why that was like the end i guess because my my theory and there's a couple theories that i have um i I guess Subaru understood that it's like it's the gospel, but there was hella blank pages in there. So I guess he was like, if this is his gospel that he's trying so hard to get and everyone gets their own, if you're in the witch's cult, it might be related. You know what I mean? So he was like, okay, so I guess as you do more things, the pages. So my like now I'm thinking about it more and I'm like, it could be. Remember how he checked the book before the first time he did this? Mm -hmm. Maybe he noticed that it had less pages or more pages you know what i mean so it's like as he does things and or the second thing is maybe he can read it now well that's what i thought from the beginning i always thought he could read it and there was such an affinity for him he was like i don't understand like what does it say and they were like oh if you could read it like that means you're part of the cult Hmm. so do you think him being possessed by the, the dude allowed him to be able to read it maybe and also i still think he might be pride yeah, there's something going on in him. I still think the you know it would explain why he was brought there in the first place. But um, yeah. So we get the whole chase down scene. That so, was that was scary with him as a spider. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, like, the eyes gouged out and all of that. I was like, what? Yeah. And you really and did you guys notice he actually re- references the witch by name? He starts selling yeah. like. Right before he grabs the yeah. book with one of his arms, said, tell us, tell us, tell him, like, hey. Yeah. That was, a, it was pretty intense. Um, and then he makes it in time, grabs the rocks. Amelia sees him for the first time. Um, his entrance see, in, the, in the carriage was smooth. Oh, oh my gosh. OD. OD. <laughs> we also see uh, Wilhelm being more of a badass. Yo, um, he said, he's, yo, he said, yo, you're not going to distract him from a man trying to get his lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. He was like, you basically, I see you, Playboy. Go ahead, Subaru. That's right. That's right. He the, he the old pimp that making sure you get your girl. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, and then we get the, the super touching um, the love scene after. Him explaining his love. Amelia Boo. being like, wow, people can actually like me. Boo. Eh, you know. Team, team Rem. I'm uh, yeah, nah, I'm not. I, I definitely feel JT on that. But I mean, remember JT was saying that they were never gonna end up together, and yeah. they technically didn't. They not. Was, yeah, he was like, they you didn't. know, he was like, you, he's like, I'll if it's gonna take you some time, I'll give you, I'll give you time to learn to love me. You're you're gonna learn to love me. So friend zone, like he did to yeah. Rem. But um, I mean, like with with Amelia though it's like he confesses love and it's obviously implied that Amelia loves him back yeah she's just isn't outright. she's just one of those people who um just had isn't accustomed to accepting love into them you know who is accustomed to it she was not, Rem. She, 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 she she's like, definitely not but she actually loves him <laughs> yeah, um, right. yeah Rem Hive all day and she and she wants him to love him back but yeah Rem Hive all day yeah it's just crazy because like 
I think in terms of Amelia, like I really felt what she said when she was just like, wow, everybody's my whole life has treated me special, but this is the only time that being special made me feel like this. Like, you know, if that, it was something along the lines of that, like she was like, this is the only time that anyone's like actually treated me in a special way that was good. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was pretty, that was, that was touching pretty shit. It was it was it was a little mushy for me for the last episode, but I still think yeah. But like, you gotta up. you know you, if you have all these storylines, a good ending, you want to wrap them all up, you know. Yeah, so that would that would have been the last unfinished one. But um, yeah. How do you guys how do you guys feel about the the ending in general? Do you guys you feel like it was content? Yeah. Tell me what you think about it as a, like you know you've seen the whole season, um, and now thankfully season two is finally in production, so we will hopefully get a season two in the next year or so. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was gonna leave off of a cliffhanger. I think the only unanswered, like just the witch. Um, I thought we would we'd maybe get like something about like how he was brought to that from like his real world area. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's more in the the manga and hopefully in the next season. But yeah, you gotta think this came out in 2016 and we didn't know if there was gonna be a second season. Miles. Um, I favored this a lot. Um, the the main thing that I like when I watch animes is is character development, and I think because of the nature of the show, I think the protagonist being Subaru, obviously, um, he grew a lot. And with that said, he grew in ways where he just got better. He learned, he got smarter, and he learned to use his weaknesses as his strength. From when he first got into the interaction with that one with the with the one girl when it was him felt an old man and you know he kind of was just scared and was willing to back down to the point where you know the white whale was overpowering him and he was the one that was leading everybody and was acknowledged by Krush. so i think with that said i think super character development was probably my favorite part about the show and i think that I I think because of how his character development it, the development went, it's okay that he wasn't the strongest of protagonists. But he, look at you coming around. Look yeah, at you. Yeah, like, I about to so say. many weeks, so many weeks. It was like, yo, fucking hate Subaru, man. <laughs> kind of protagonist in this. But you see, he did come around. He had some redeeming qualities in the end. Right. Absolutely. And you know, I'm happy that I came around because I think he's a I, I think he's a, a genuine and good character. I mean it kinda ended a little bit sweet. I, I didn't expect him to just flat flat out be like, Yo, Amelia, I love you. Like, okay, word. Like this only season one. But you know, every anime is different. You know, you can't hold everything to the same account, if that makes sense. But I definitely think this was a great show from what I saw. I'm glad you guys see why it's in my own top five. Most definitely. Yeah. That's um and like I said, like it's just from a character development standpoint, from a writing standpoint, from even just the acting standpoint, because the voice actors do a great job. Like I, I do say that it's one of the best shows that I've just watched, just show in general, not just anime. And you'll hear me say that a lot. So even if you're not into anime, I do think it's one that, that you can watch and then definitely enjoy. And it might want to uh, open you up to other things. And that's why I wanted to do that as the first show. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun. It's been a hell of a ride. Journey. Yeah, dope. Like. Um, any last words? Wanna, should we pour one out for uh, each anime when we finish? Uh, I will say <sighs> Little Peoples are my favorites. Uh, <laughs> they're great. The brother is fantastic. He reminds me of uh, 
Remember reminds me of brothers, which one? The one with the oh, monocle. Or the one yeah, the one with the monocle. The one with the monocle reminds me of the the the, the one the one kid from uh, Naruto that's friends with uh, Konohamaru. Oh, that always got that always oh, got the yeah, runny yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was interested. You know what I was interested though. I thought I'd see Crucian uh, and Anastasia in the last episode for some reason. I don't know why I thought that, but mm-hmm. I thought that. And then. Okay. I don't know what's going on with the other girl, the one that 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 be wearing red all the time, that that had Subaru. Oh, Priscilla. Yeah, licking the foot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh. I don't, I don't like her. Uh she she's sketchy. <laughs> yeah. So that's another that's another one, the witch and Priscilla. But other yeah. than that, I liked it. It was good. Uh, there's a lot of untied ends about this. Catch show. me, uh, like... catch me donning the uh, Subaru jumpsuit at Comic Con this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> You already know the vibes. Dude, bro. <laughs> People will definitely get that. Um, Natsuki is Subaru. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So in uh, closing, um, I would have liked to watch the video with you guys on the podcast, but um, I'm going to put it in the description of um, both the pod and YouTube. If you do want to check out this video, it's one that I recommend now since, you know, at this point, hopefully you guys have finished it. Um, yeah, it's called ReZero in 8 Minutes, and it's hilarious. Uh, when we finish recording, I'm probably just gonna be like, "Yo, let's watch this shit" because it's so fucking funny. But um, yeah, and it'll it covers all the feelings that you feel throughout the show. Um, so it's it's pretty dope. And without further ado, the next show we will be covering in Anime Book Club is going to be Konosuba. God's blessing on this wonderful world. Um. Not gonna say a whole lot about it. Just it's a little bit of a palate cleanser, not as intense and serious as uh, ReZero. So I wanted to do something like that, and um, I I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. So that's gonna be the next one again. Konosuba, God's blessing on this wonderful world. Um, it's a short season, so it's only eleven episodes. Um, for next episode, it'll be episodes one through three. So that'll be a good place to stop, and then uh. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, we're not going to stress this one out too long. Um, I just want to make sure that in the story, it makes sense where we're stopping each week. But um, yeah, again, Konosuba, God's Blessing in This World, um, episode 23. I went how do you, how do you spell that? Up this time. K-O-N-O-S-U-B-A. Yeah, I actually just split like a Crunchyroll subscription because I would give you mine, but I got mad people. Wait, why? Kiss Anime works perfectly fine. You're right, but you know, it's just has it's just easier to get things. I ain't gonna lie, the ads yeah. is ass, but I don't really mind them. Like, I have, I just, <laughs> I just, because I just have a perpetual tab open on my Xbox. Uh, I get that. That's how I am for streams. I just watch like I, I watch a lot of anime, man, on my commute. <laughs> on your Xbox, I too watch a lot of uh, Japanese style cartoons. I'm sure you do, Justin. I'm hey, sure man. you do. It's a world. They made it, so Nani. Hey, um, if they made it, somebody's got to consume it, right? Hentai, hentai. <laughs> wow. Can that be how we start off the episode? Hentai, hentai. <laughs> <laughs> or is that the that that's that's, that's the show title? <laughs> oh, yes, we can do that. I'm with it. Oh, that's freaky. Y'all niggas nasty. Niggas nasty. Especially you, especially you, Justin. What did I do? John's one that said it. <laughs> but you implied it though. 
Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let me wrap this shit up. Wrap it up, then. <laughs> um, what J- JT poured one out for his little, uh, the little homies. Uh, Miles, you pouring one out for someone in the show? Hmm. Let's see. I, want, I think that's that's gonna be our thing when we finish a series. We finish oh, it or whatever. Uh, you know, if this you have to be in the person, just like the yeah. show. If I'm gonna pour it out for somebody in the show, I'm gonna pour it out for really Rem and uh, Subaru's relationship, just because I feel like that's one of the things that. where it's, it's, it was the best it never was. Like, I really like the dynamic that they had, and I feel like they were very compatible. But it's just the fact that you know, typical anime shit. The dude that loves somebody is always got his head in the cloud and not thinking about the girl that loves him even though the girl Girl, that's right there probably better for him yeah yeah it's crazy but you know that's facts i'll also pour pour it out for all the times that subaru died (laughs) because i think uh it had to have been at least 10 times since um the first episode so it's been a lot that was you know he learned a lot he learned a lot in those 10 deaths you know facts Felt like a video video game sometimes, but he did his thing. Um, I think for me, there's two that I'm thinking of. One I would I'll say I'll pull one out for Krush, just because um I feel like she's the best. I mean Amelia would be like a good like they they need to have Amelia and Krush run the country together, and it would work out. But um, I just feel like to be honest, if I was if I had to pick one, I feel like Krush would be the best person to, for um super to be with, not just because like Rem loves him unconditionally and they do need to be together, but like just from a smart decision, um, I, I, I like Krush, but I think more so for Reinhard, because um, now that we know his dad, his mom died, his dad's been stressing over that, and then now he has to deal with Felt. So Reinhard, uh, and then you know he just never got to show off how bossy was enough. So poor, poor one, poor one out for Reinhard. Um, and yeah, and that concludes this episode. Episode eight includes uh, our ReZero segment of Anime Book Club, our first chapter being finished again. Um, yeah, uh, follow us, Toby Sports, everywhere. Um, check us out on YouTube. I feel like the easiest way to share it is on YouTube. I'm breaking up the episodes into chunks, so um, it's a little more di- easy to digest, and then, uh, like I say, easier to share in certain parts already. Um, and follow me at Offended Normal on Twitter, guys. Well, uh. Y'all just be advised for all of the good games that are about to be on for the NFL this week. Well, definitely not as good as the past week. But, um, you know, my favorite sports season of the year is coming up. That's October because you got playoff baseball. You got the start of the NBA season. And then you got the heart of football season. So you got a lot of things that's coming up. And I think it'll only make this podcast better. And I think it'll only, you know, just keep creating uh, interesting dialogues to speak about. But with all of that said, just follow us, Saratobi Sports, on Instagram, and same thing on Twitter. Yeah, you know, it's a good time uh, in the sporting world. And uh, you know what? Give a shout-out to NASCAR. You know, the playoffs are starting up. Justin, you had a bevy of, of good young racers, Martin Truex Jr., you know, 
Yo. Uh, Kyle Bush is still killing it out there. Kurt Bush is still killing. I mean, I don't, it's crazy. Matt Kenseth is still me. racing. I don't even understand oh, how he's still God. racing. Jimmy Johnson, I don't think I he made you, the playoff. I would give you the, the Looney Tunes hook uh, and pull you off the stage right now. That's right. You see, you have this. let this be a lesson, kids, that people are going to doubt you and they're going to come at you. And just because I have an eclectic taste in my sports and I can talk about NASCAR doesn't mean I should be ridiculed for it. How many other black people you know can talk about NASCAR? Whatever exactly. you say, Ricky Bobby. Boogity, boogity, boogity. All right. Big and big. See, nobody knows where boogity, boogity comes from. That's Daryl Waltrip. See, y'all, I'm schooling everybody, man. Man, look. Joe, wrap this shit up, man. I'm going to cut Follow it me. Follow me on the Twitters, J underscore Thomas underscore 24. I forgot what my name was for a second. That was crazy. Penny Proud signing off. <laughs> All right. Um, share us, you bitches. We out.